<laughs> Welcome to Bursting Boobies Work Edition, where Tilly's work comeback brings a roller coaster of emotions and Dan faces a vomit volcano with heroic, if not slightly comedic, resolve. This episode, we're unraveling the chaotic beauty of sleep regression, workplace re-entry, and the unexpected adventures of parenting. Welcome to Blabbering, a week-by-week -week glimpse into a couple stumbling through life with a newborn. I'm Tilly. And I'm Dan. Each week over dinner, you'll learn Tilly is quite the feeder. We'll discuss the realities of raising our baby, talking through the highs, lows and honest confessions of this thing called parenting. Parenting won't be easy, but let's at least laugh about it. This, this is Blabbering. At <laughs> week 16. Yeah. Four months yeah, so sleep regression time now. So it's the period we're hitting into apparently, four months sleep regression. Um, I didn't realise that apparently the wriggling she's doing at night is, that is the sleep regression. Okay, so it doesn't seem that bad. Okie dokie. Take the boobie. Right, careful, you're going to get milk in your eye. Okay. Okay. Alrighty. The wriggling is sleep pressure. Apparently, regression. but I don't believe that's as bad as it's going to get. I feel like let's prepare ourselves that it's going to get worse. And if it doesn't, happy days. But let's not lull ourselves into false sense of security. Yeah, because otherwise it's not too bad, is it? Yeah, which I feel like I'm saying that means it's going to suddenly get really shitty now for us. Well, you, you you get what you get, and you got to get on with it. This parenting, isn't exactly. it? Exactly, it is in duty. So today we're doing another breakfast re recording. What have you got? A classic breakfast for the weekend. So I've gone for all Aldi knockoffs. Well, Aldi or little knockoffs, little knockoff Weetos, and then Aldi knockoff Crave. I tell you, what, we better get sponsored by them at some point because we really do rep them. <laughs> And this week, we've gone crazy, and you've They're got... not really known for their sponsorships. Till now. <laughs> this is what they want to be associated with. <laughs> um, I've gone crazy, and you've got dairy milk, haven't you? Oh, yeah. The real deal. The it's... real deal. Because they only do the shit version of Oatly at Storms. They don't do my whole... You only like the full-fat Oatly, yeah. don't you? Um. And then I've got a very exciting high-protein strawberry yogurt pouch. Because mama needs the protein. And where's it from? Little. But I also got someone from Aldi this week. And Aldi, I've got to say, they, they do raspberry as well as strawberry. We were discussing this earlier. Raspberry, in my opinion, in our opinion, much superior to the, to the strawberry flavour. It's got a little bit more tang to it, isn't it? It's got more levels, more layered. Yeah. Sophisticated. And also, strawberry is always like purposefully fake strawberry, I find. Yeah, I just think when it comes to berry flavours, I think raspberry is probably the best. Like, strawberry is all right. Raspberry definitely better. Blueberry can go fuck itself. Blueberry's <laughs> not really a flavour. When they try to make blueberry flavoured things, it just tastes so synthetic and grim. I love blueberries, but blueberry flavour can just die in a hole. I mean, die in a hole is pretty, pretty nope, full on. Die in a hole. All right, then. There's no place for it. Alrighty, so yeah, so I definitely think stacks are they're not as good. No, they're, I always I often find they're disappointing when I order in the restaurant. I think a lot of things are just better made at home. Some things are just home food. Some things are restaurant food. I feel. 
Like something like a steak, I'm someone you'd order at a restaurant yeah. because it takes skill. Mm-hmm. Something like pancakes, like unless you just walk out of the room for five minutes, can't really fuck it up, can you? A pancake. You can fuck a pancake. So like, you need to get the pan the right temperature for sure yeah. and the batter the right consistency. Yeah, but so the batter you're going to make... So I'm not counting that in the cooking process. Okay. Because some people just buy the pre-made batons. Those are always disgusting. And I don't see how it makes your life that much easier because pancakes are literally eggs, milk, flour. And you still have to add milk to them. So all you're doing is really missing out is an egg. And that's not exactly hard to add to a batter is like add an egg or maybe two eggs. I don't think it makes your life that much easier and it's so much worse. Well, I'll be honest, I don't think I've ever had the pre-made batter. Oh, where I was when they bought one. Like, let's use this. And I was like, and it gets all lumpy as well, because you often shake it in the bottle. And it's like it's that thin watery thing with little lumps in it. And I'm just like, ugh, come on. Just no. <laughs> Absolutely not. In my family on Pancake Day, because we, we used to have pancakes for dinner, but we always had to have one savoury first. It's like that made it somewhat healthy. It was never a healthy ingredient. There was like ham and cheese in it or something, or just cheese. But you had to have one savoury pancake before you had this sweet. That was the rules. Don't like them rules. Oh, no, you don't. We don't do that. We just have a sweet dinner. Well, don't necessarily have to have them for dinner either. No, but often we do have them for dinner. Pound, because it's Tuesday. It's a work day. And this is thrilling content. Lots of us to make the cut. Um, so let's dive into it. This week, I had my first day back at work, didn't I? Yeah, how did you find your first day back at work? Well, it wasn't a full day to begin with, and I guess it wasn't like I wasn't doing much work. I was more just sort of going in, seeing people, trying to sort of get the lowdown of where we were, what's our plan for this year. Um, from now until I go back, I'm going to be doing a day a week, so it's quite a nice way of easing myself in. It did feel strange going going in because there's like everything's the same, but also it's different. How's it different? But they had a bit of new furniture, so physically it was a few little different things. Um, there's been a few changes in staffing. Um, and it's even basic things like when, where my boss works isn't where he used to work, so I was trying to find him. Um, and just things like that. And I don't know, it's just, I guess I'm different is more what it is, isn't it? The work's probably not that different, it's more that I'm different now. Um, but you go and you start talking about things and you realise, oh, it's all the same problems as it was before. You know, it's all the same um, things that we've got to overcome and work through. That's fine. But also, I feel like, whereas before things seemed bigger to me, they seem smaller now. I guess there's a lot more perspective. Yeah, your prioritisation's changed. Yeah. So your perspectives are different. Yeah, so I think that'll be, that'll be the big change when I go back to work. Like, I'll still, it's not like I want to work less hard or anything like that, but I just feel like things are going to, maybe things are going to bother me less or stress me less because I'll just be like, you know, it's not like I'm going to work um, less hard to solve things. But I don't think things will seem like so big, as it were. Um, but we'll see. It felt it did feel strange being away from her. And then, of course, that day she decided to say she was going to vomit on you. Well, no, legs. we'll cover that in those. Okay. So cut all that. Okay. We're just talking about you. Oh, okay. 
Um, I would just say that you weren't having the best time. Don't even talk about it. Just talk about it. Well, that affects how I was enjoying my day, so I am going to talk about it. All right. Honestly, so bossy, isn't it, Zola? Um, yeah, that's yeah, it did feel strange being away from her. And if, I'm, I'm someone who's like, once I'm at work, I want to be working. And I wasn't because obviously you're just getting back into flow of things. People are sort of just feeling a bit of mission. It's like, oh, you're back. It's so nice to see you. Where's the blah, blah? How are you doing? And you're like, oh, I see you. And that's lovely. But I was like, I kind of want to be, you know, give me some stuff to do. Yeah. Challenge my brain. And of course, my laptop blocked me out so I couldn't actually do any work anyway. <laughs> so that's currently being, if it's disabled, is it re-abled? What's the? Enabled. Enabled. That's it, isn't it? Yeah, good English. So it's going to be re-enabled, I think. Again, great content. Yeah. <laughs> so that's happening currently. Um, but yeah, so it wasn't overly big. I came back and then my boobs were real full for her. Because you didn't pump, did you? No, because she's, she's been scratching my tits up a lot. And when you've got broken skin, you can't really pump it just pulls the blood out delightful um to know couldn't pump so it's sort of like a timing thing sort of fed a load as much as I could before I left and then got to so I sort of left it about eight got to work at about nine about by the time I left it about one-ish I was just like these melons are the right for picking short yeah Talk titties. Very talk titties. So you got squared in the face with a lot of milk. <laughs> not you, Bubba. <laughs> We've not tried that yet. So she walked through the door. She was in the face. pipe. Yeah, booby boobs. Booby bukaki. <laughs> but yes, I guess that's that's the that's the main big thing of the week. Otherwise, it's been quite a how did you find, did you feel like you, did you, how did you find missing her or not being her? Um, it wasn't too bad. I guess it was only like, what, six hours or something. I was away from her, really. But I guess I kept thinking about her lots because I wasn't doing much. I feel like if I was in work doing stuff. I wouldn't really be thinking about her as much because I'm focused on other things. But because, like, I was just sitting in on meetings and, you know, not fully in the, the stimulation, I was thinking about her a lot. Not necessarily being like, oh, God, I need to be back with her. But I, I started thinking a lot about how it's going to be when I go back to work properly and how am I going to feel about that. I think that's going to be very strange, not having my days with her. And did you have any... And a lot of mums say they do. Did you have any guilt as well? Oh, is that only that when I was leaving and she was gripping onto my finger and not letting go? <laughs> um, after that, I felt right. And then when you said, sorry, that's what I live, you know, when your stuff happened, I was like, oh, God, if I was there, then it might not happen. Well, it wouldn't have happened because it wouldn't have been, yeah, anyway, I'll discuss it because it would have been a boob rather than bottle. Um, Otherwise, no, that was all right, actually. I thought it would have felt worse, but I feel like I might come in more when I go back to it properly. It's quite a big thing. A lot of mums really find that they feel very guilty when they go back. I can totally understand. 
I mean, it's like we've taken up like, a little bit previously. I will say the dichotomy, I'm not sure that's the right way of using it, but it makes me sound intelligent, so I'm going to say the dichotomy of um, you want to, well, for me personally, not, not, not all women, not all mums, um, not all parents, I should say. I want to go to work because I love, my, I love working, and also I want to be the example to her of like a woman in the workplace and doing well and being a boss. Oh, girl boss, I don't like that term, girl boss. Just a boss. What about boss bitch? Do you prefer that? I just think boss, like, you don't need to put a gender on it, isn't it? If you're a boss, you're a boss, regardless of what gender you are. Yeah. Um, also, I don't think boss bitch really works. El jefe. Yeah, el jefe. <laughs> um, I show that I prioritise that. But I never want her to feel like she's less of a priority because she's always my most important. So it's that. Until you have another child, she's equally important. Yeah. Children are always going to be the most important thing. Yeah. Um, well, hopefully. I always, I don't know, that is how it is. I don't want her to ever think, oh, God, mum's working so much, I never see her. Or, like, I'm not proud. She's just got the time for me. I also don't want to miss things. I want to spend time with her and enjoy her. But I also want to do well in my career. And there's this, this, this constant back and forth of how do you balance that? Yeah. Um, like, do I condense my hours and do four days a week? But then if I do that, I always want you to do that because I want it to be equal and everyone had to think that mum's career means less than dad's career or dad's career means less than mum's career. I want to be like, their careers are important, we're important, you know, we're all balanced people and let's try to do that. And that's just a really hard thing because it's, for me, if I go, oh, I'd like to get my hours down to four days a week because I'm now mum, people will go, yeah, sure, of course, we understand that. Um... Whereas for you, there's less of that because stereotypically men don't do that as much. Um, so I think it's probably easier for me to do that. I'm probably going to be allowed to do it more easier. But I don't think it's only, it's, but it probably still impacts my career. Yeah. Also, my, you know, my workplace, <clears throat> all my leadership team, mm. ones who are males, all have and wives who either are stay at home or are you know do like jobs that they don't really you know are really career jobs. Which is them in my work. And so, you know, the I'm very fortunate in that I've got so there's you know there's three leadership positions, a partner and two MDs. Yeah. One of the MDs is female. Um and so she you know, she's always talking about the fact there is no there is no work life balance, there's no work life integration. And you've got to work out how you juggle those priorities of sort of child and work. And sometimes you know, you'll have appointments during the day or things you have to do during the day. Sometimes you'll also have deadlines. And so maybe it means that you have to miss a, you know, a kid's game to go you know, join a Zoom meeting. Or maybe it means that you're not available for half the day because... You have children's play and you're not back on the evening. You just kind of, so she's much more about sort of keeping it with as each one needs. Um, but then, sort of, there's this other view which is kind of like you're working and working or you're not working. But the problem is they expect you to be working during work time. And then, if there's something important, working there as well, does that make sense? It's not that you have to, it, it is. They are grateful for it. It's not an expectation. It is thank you for doing it. Well, it is. It's half expected at work. Like 
you could say no, but the um, but then that means you end up doing far more work because you're doing the work during the work doesn't you're doing the more work. Whereas she's the belief has kind of there's nothing else have that quality time with them. That is often a bit about women and leadership roles. Yeah, and I think, you know, I've been considering it more and I think I'd be more intrigued by working for a female leader now. That's exactly what I've been thinking. Sort of a male leader, just because... Also, I'm much more intrigued by a lot more of the soft skills of a lot of my work now. I also just... I just find that all the hard skills because I work in finance, I can just be there online or I can buy tests yeah. or I can go on courses. And when I look at leadership teams, I currently don't see huge amounts of, like, you know, they're good at soft skills, but I don't necessarily think, oh, wow, they're, you know, kind of good enough. And often women are better at soft skills. Yeah, I think you're right. I think what well, isn't stereotypically in society, we're taught, that's of value. Yeah. It's much more for how we're socialised. That's a bigger part of it. Well, from a very young age, we're talked about... Nurturing. Not just nurturing, but the importance of relationships in terms of a means. Yeah. Whereas boys are always kind of just taught, you know, through rough and tumbles or through um, winning at sport and stuff like that. And the problem is... Those things are often very status and very myopic in that it's all about winning, which means that someone else has to lose, which is also which is myopic because that's very you know, you can't keep beating other people and they want to come back and blow with you. Um and so I kind of for the last three or four years heard the view that I want to start trying to set up a longer-term career as a person where I start finding really good relationships and just investing in them. And then be, the people that I spend the next 20, 30 years in my career, in my network, mm. doing business, those sorts of things. And I'm not saying that, you know, my leadership team don't do that. They definitely do have those networks. They do have... And I also... The other caveat is I don't actually see that much of it necessarily. But I don't... I don't get the feeling from what they say or how they act, that they are, I would say, you know, um, pinnacles or leading examples of it as a boss. Yeah. I do know a few from previous workplaces, and it was always interesting to, to, see, to see how they did it. Um, we, were uh, we were discussing condensing hours, weren't we? Well, I guess the work-family balance. I think I'd be more open to condensing hours on our second child because that's like for roughly two years five. Yeah. And so hopefully I'll in a bit more established my because we've had kids quite young as most people. See, it's funny, isn't it? People say that to us, but for me, it, I feel like we've had them not old, but not, yeah. definitely not young. And compared to people nowadays. Yeah, people having kids older. Most people are getting to sort of management and above level. Mm-hmm. Not above, but you get what I mean, like mid to mid-high management as it were and then having kids because you've got a lot more oversight to your day and stuff like that you have a bit more control of your time yeah, i think people are thinking about when they have kids a lot more at the time yeah. with regards to their career yeah um 
which for us wasn't really a factor because we always had the view that it's priority. Yeah. So we we will affect her. At the same time, it's not so much for priority that just giving up for it. We're no. trying to work out how to balance it. And I also don't. I feel like it's more important once you have two because. We spoke about this. We very much wanted to try and give the second child as much attention as possible so that they are as attached, as calm, as sort of well adjusted as the first often is. Because the first one yeah, it gets all your attention. Down, gets all the attention, gets, you know, you, you're constantly thinking, oh, what's the next thing that I should be doing for? Oh, is this what she should be doing now? How can I help with this? How can I? Because the second kid. They just kind of muddle along. And they're in a fortunate position that they are second, so they can watch what to do and develop quicker that way. And, and you know what you're doing more. But I think that they often emotionally suffer because because they don't have the same undivided attention. I'm not saying obviously that I could provide undivided attention, but I'm saying if I, you know, both of, we both did one day less work a week. We'd have more time to divide and conquer, really. But, you basically, you basically you need more time, don't you, to be able to give them that yeah. amount of time. Yeah, I agree. And it won't be the same time either, because you know, right now you can be completely undivided focus on that, whereas you're never going to be as one as two. You can sort of say, look, I'm trying to focus on your little brother or sister right now. Do you mind just going and doing X, Y, Z? And I'll, you know, come see you. There's a lot of understanding from Silvio. <laughs> Just whack the Louis on. And so, yeah, I think that's the, I think that's my view of, I think that's where I've got to with all that. I'll ask about that, but I also just feel like currently I would sit there being a bit itchy because I don't know what I'm going to do on that, on that day. I don't, not great to say, but I don't find very stimulating. No, I get it. And in my career, I also feel like I'm behind. <laughs> Those two factors together, sitting there going, not really doing it, just here, mm-hmm. and then also being like, but I'm behind. Yeah, it then creates this kind of like tension, which means that I'm not great at being a parent anyway, because I'm just sat there. You are. No, no. If if that's what I'm thinking. I'm yeah, thinking. no, I understand. So if I'm sat there wishing that I was working because I'm worried that I'm falling further behind yeah. from where I already feel behind, you're just going to kind of not be, you know, a fun carer. Um, and, and that's my own thing that I've got to deal with in terms of, you know, I do definitely want to be better at sort of being more present and aware. Yeah, and I think that's going to get easier as she does get more engaging. Like, you know, you've already had that. as She's starting to interact with you more. And then when you have your months off with her, that's going to be through a period where she is getting more like she's going to start crawling and things and she's going to start weaning and it would there was you know she's starting to sort of chatter away now and that's going to become more and more she might start saying her first couple of words and things so there's going to be a lot more engagement and interaction and so i think post actually your time off with her i think you'll find it a lot easier yeah but i do sometimes find that now like often when i've got her um often when i've got her if she starts crying and crying I'll do the thing of kind of like changing an athlete. I might know she's only just been fed, so I'm like, well, she doesn't need more food. And then all I need to do is come down and watch she sees you, she kind of stops crying. Yeah. And that kind of feels a bit annoying because I'm like, well, 
you know, what am I meant to do here? I can't. So I just need to fill the house with pictures of you. <laughs> like cardboard cutouts. I mean, I've seen pictures of you. Seen those where it's like dads are looking after the baby and they stick a picture of like mum on their forehead while they're feeding the baby. <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, because I, because often it just feels like currently I can only go so far. As well. And so as much as I try, it's not, I'm not a sufficient, well, I am sufficient, but I'm not an equal substitute. Well, in terms of, um, yeah. Yes. Well, that's a combination of both. Obviously, I breastfeed her, and I spend the majority of my time with her. And yours, fortunately, that breastfeeding involves lots of skin contact. Mm-hmm. So feeling a lot. Pops off more. I was saying, I know we need to do another skin on skin day. So maybe that's our day tomorrow. Yeah. Tops off. Ooh. Because a lot of going back to the positive, I'm talking about those guilt. <clears throat> I know a lot of people have kind of rushed back because of this career worry, and then they've just felt really guilty about it. Wasn't well, it? Sorry, carry on. You can't really. <laughs> I think that's the thing. I think later on, and people go, you know, at the time you get rushed back, you go, oh, my career, my career, my career. But then they, you, pray, you know, your kids get to 10, 15, 18, that you're grown up, whatever, and you go, do you know what, actually? For the tiny amount that she increased my career, whatever, it wasn't worth it. Like, I'm never getting that time back with my kids. Because you won't. And ultimately, if it means that our careers are stunted by a couple of years, does it really matter? Well, that's kind of the process that I'm doing. But that's hard to get your head around because we are both career-driven people and both of us want to be getting, you know, going well, further and further. That's very much the process that I'm going through right now. And that for the last sort of six to nine months, I've kind of felt a bit like... <laughs> Is it worth going elsewhere to learn more or learn different skills? But at the same time, I know that if I did leave, I wouldn't have got paternity mm-hmm. because you've got to be there for a certain amount of time. At the same time, we probably wouldn't get the same shared parental, which is an absolute privilege, and I'm very grateful to my work. But for that, um, and so in this case, I'm kind of accepting. Okay. You know, I'm effectively going to lose nine months to a year of my career in, in a period that I deem to be quite important. Yeah. Because I do view her as a priority. Yeah. And, and you know, it, it's a bit of a process of the acceptance of that. Like I said before, I feel behind as well. Mm. Um, but, you know, you, you, I'm happy. No, one, no one lies in my deathbed and says, Thank God I got a little bit further in my career and also I think that often people talk about this thing called legacy and if you believe in this idea of kind of the fact that generationally you you kind of you build character and and nurture personality as it were because every generation tries to be better than the ones before them through being more aware, being more moral, being more and being more sort of prioritized all this sort of thing. That is the truest form of legacy is what you do for your kids and your grandkids. Yeah. Because I always kind of think about it and I go like in you know, in a hundred years, at best three hundred years, I'll be forgotten. Even if I'm fucking Elon Musk or Steve Jobs, I will be forgotten. Yeah. Be no one. And that's fine, that's good. I want that. Because it means that other people can be 
But you could have fucked up a generation, which can then fuck up another generation. Yeah. And it's very hard to turn the, the momentum or the inertia when you come from a very broken, you know, neglected past. And so if you really, you know, in my view, legacy isn't a thing of wealth or a thing of business or stuff like that. It's, it's family in reality. And, and, you know, that doesn't have to be, that can include wealth. And, yeah. You can create a very good family business that is, you know, very aware of each other and, you know, um, and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, in reality, I don't, I think that that's the greatest priority. And I think that it's the only thing that really survives survives the test of time. No, I think that's both how we value it, isn't it? Until we get taken over by AI. Yeah. Um, sorry, I forgot my, my train of thought there. But yeah, she's absolutely, she's she and any sibling she has after are our legacy and our top priority. Yeah, yeah, you are. <laughs> it's like my pop was saying the other day, wasn't it? He? He's like looking at his grandkids. He's like, I will live forever now. Yeah. Um, I mean, and it's true. Like how he looks at his kids, he doesn't think that. It's only once he gets his grandkids that he thinks he lives forever. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess, you, I guess it's that, there is something about securing a second generation almost, isn't there? I think well, it's, yeah, it's, it's following it's, on, it's, it's, like your kids are reproduced. And optimize the machine. Yeah. Um, but I think when it comes to the whole thing of, you know, not wanting, not sort of put, to putting too much of our headspace into our careers and not and risking not focusing enough on her, is that part of our self is very ego driven, isn't it? Work is very ego, for, definitely for us, I think it's particularly quite ego driven. Oh, as in like the want to do well in work? Yeah. The ego part. Yeah. I think you're looking very coy at me, you cutie. Um, whereas actually, there is definitely obviously ego parts to your family, I think, but it's less ego driven. Yeah. Um, it's more, it's deeper than that. I think it's it's more selfless than that. It's that wanting to make the next generation better. And that means working hard and doing things that aren't particularly enjoyable and putting the effort in and the things that maybe don't make your life better or more enjoyable i'm not saying she doesn't of course she does but like having a, a, a best career is more for yourself yeah though obviously of course you can get more you can get more financially secure and all sorts of things but like even if we never earn more than we do now we're fine yeah i mean it's just like literally if the house takes up like 50 percent well post-up yeah yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying we're in an ideal situation, we're not. No, no, I know. What I'm saying is, like, this house could could last us mm-hmm. for, for the rest of, you know, our, our time, as it were. Yeah. And we can afford it now. And so, yeah, like you say, yeah, we wouldn't, we, we, if we stayed at our earnings currently, we continue to, we're very fortunate now. Yeah. Um, so it's not like financially we have to do better. We're doing better because we want to do better for, to challenge ourselves and to stroke our egos and make it be like, yeah, I'm good at what I do and I'm going to be a champion in my area or whatever. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Yeah. But 
it's not a necessity. Whereas I view being a good parent to her as a necessity. Yes. It's a non-negotiable. It is a non-negotiable, but I also think that part of that is showing her the importance of hard work. No, I agree. I agree. So, so it is, I, and I know you agree, because this is literally what you talk about a little bit earlier. Mm. But I'm just, you know, bringing it back to, to the conversation. And so it's about understanding at what point does that value break almost. Yeah. In what, if, you know, if... If work is a lower priority, but also partly a priority of the first priority, it gets very hard to work out, you know, where where you're doing work for, to set an example, and where you're doing work just for your own benefit. And, and it's fine if it's for your own benefit as long as it's not a detriment. But it's when you start lying to yourself and saying, I'm setting an example, when in re- reality you're being neglectful as it were. Yeah, like you're just not there. Yeah. Because actually you're... Your child doesn't see you at work, really. They see, they know that you're going to work and yeah. so they might know roughly what you do for work. But actually, past a certain point, yeah, you're not being a good example anymore. Yeah. You're just, you're just not there. And it's also, you're not what present. are you showing them? You know, if it's in reality, if they're not seeing what you're doing at work, all you're actually showing them is dedication mm-hmm. and grit and determination. Oh. And there are much more effective ways that you can show that literally to them. Yeah. Um, and so that, that is a very good point in terms of unless you actually bring your kid to your work, which I hope to be able to do. Yeah. You, you can be a little finance bunny. So. Well, if I bring you into the kitchens, they're going to love you. Obviously, you're probably not into the actual kitchens. Who's yeah. cooking in the kitchen? Yeah, by the fryer. <laughs> Shop knives. <laughs> Commercial shredders and things. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe I need to get the steel out for the knives. Just... Yeah. <laughs> I don't know you should do a few nails. Um, your claws. Use a little knife. Stick. But also, I, want, I do want to show you, like, we came from a generation where to do well, you had to work hard, not smart. So, the idea of working smart is very new, isn't it? It's very much of our generation, sort of. It's a millennial thing, isn't it? The idea of working smart, not well, hard. because of technology and work. Yeah. yeah. And so, that's something that I definitely want to show to her is that. You should work hard, absolutely. Like you should strive and challenge yourself, but it's not about killing yourself for the sake of killing yourself. Yeah. Like there are going to be times where you have to do that. Where you've got to knuckle down and just get well, through I it. Think, I think the misconception is working hard means hours. Yes. Whereas in reality, working hard means in an in an age of working smart means sacrifices. Yeah. And making sure that you and and priority-focused sacrifices as well. Mm. Most people just think, oh, I did 10 hours or whatever. But in reality, you could probably do in three hours something that's more effective because you worked with technology. But you might be resistant to doing that because you might feel ignorant or dumb because it requires you to go learn from a year 10 IT textbook. And you think to yourself, you know, I'm better than that. I've got a degree in... I don't know, liberal arts. Why do I have to do year 10 textbook IT or whatever? Yeah. And it's like, well, actually, it allows you to do the job that would take you 10 hours of time yeah. in three hours. But I think this will be a constant conversation. Well, it has to be. It should be. It should be a constant conversation. It should be one that we continually come back to throughout our ch- you know, our kids' childhoods, obviously once yeah. they're fully grown. Because it is a constant balance. Yeah, and it will change as they as they get older. Like, what they need is going to change. The times they're going to need from us is going to differ. 
um, the needs of our careers are going to change. Um, so yeah, this, it is going to need to be a constant. So let me come back to you. I think we're going to be like, we've cracked it. <laughs> Just saying it right now, we've cracked it. Absolutely correct. <laughs> um, okay, well, unless you have anything else, let's go. Let's probably move on to our lives, funny. I was going to say, one last thing on that. We're actually going to do our weekly planning this week, aren't we? After this, we're going to pop into town because I've got to return something and then we're going to spend a little bit of time in the coffee shop and we're actually going to plan our week out because we mean to do this every week to keep on top of us, our, our goals, our life, our priorities. Our metrics. Our metrics, which is not really um, but now it's the end of Jan, we should probably do January. Um, so we're going to do that today. Anyway. Yeah, I don't think we do metrics each week. I think metrics can be monthly, but we'll try and plan our weeks weekly, obviously. Hi, guys. Thank you very much for listening. We really appreciate it. And if you're enjoying it, please let us know by leaving a review or sending us some feedback the email is blabberingpod at gmail.com we'd love to hear your stories any feedback any news any thoughts also you can find us on instagram the handle is blabberingpod we're active on there as well so you could dm us and yeah if you've got five seconds please leave a rating if you've got a bit more please leave a review the words are very helpful and give us a follow cheers enjoy the rest of the episode <laughs> okay, so highs, lows, funnies. Shall I go first? You can go first, Madonna. Okay, so let's start with low. <laughs> so I actually managed to, I thought I'd locked in my low on Monday <laughs> because I, um, so every week we end up getting to this point of being stumped because we're like, oh shit, I haven't worked out my high low phones. We're scrambling. Not very well organized. Trying to work out. And so on Monday, when I had this, I was like, great. Smug. Yes, yeah, smug. Put it straight in the... I remember seeing you putting your phone, you're like, I've sorted it already. I was like, all right, <laughs> good for you. I love how I was so smug about having a low moment. Like, yeah, <laughs> I had a low moment. Let's have recording. Um, and so there was a bit of a bloodbath, wasn't there, baby girl? So I tried to cut her nails, and she was moving her hand at the same time. And so I clipped the very end. And then it just bled and bled and bled. And she kept like flicking it around and grabbing it. Like dogs all over again. So there was just, yeah, there was just blood all over the place. And then she was, kept grabbing her face, grabbing her, and her hand was just full of blood. My face was covered in blood. So I then came down to see you and you're like, oh my gosh, what is happening? <laughs> and I was like, no, it's fine. It's just her nail. She's, I've just, she moved it and I ended up catching the end of your finger. Your hands do piss blood. It's like feet, isn't it? Hands and it's mad how much they've grown back. Like I, I cut that whole, all that, all those fingers on that hand. No, we need to cut them again today because my boobs are paying for it at the moment. Yeah. Next feed. Yeah, that's the trick. Yes. Yeah, um. So I thought that was my back. <laughs> but no, like you said on Thursday when you went to work. So I had been, I had, you know, was going to try and take the day off. Mm. on that Thursday to try to, to look after her. Um, because it, we we said to your mum that she didn't have to come around because I thought I could try and do both. I was wrong. Um, and so I had I had a few important meetings because I hadn't had loads of 
kind of client work, I was quite excited to have client meetings, and so I didn't really want to day off and miss those meetings. Um, and so I decided to try and do both. Um, and so, but as I found out, I just actually a bit too young for that, or I'm not well well enough versed for that. So I thought, oh, do you know what? I'll be really smart. I'll put her in the papoose facing forwards, and that way I can crack on with everything. She can just watch stuff, and I can keep it. So I was there trying to feed. I was feeding her facing forwards while also like keeping one other hand on my laptop, continuing all my stuff, just feeding her. But it meant that I didn't burp. And so <clears throat> I then got to the point where I was like, well, okay, she's finished feeding. She's starting to get sleepy. So I put her in the um, put her in the prowl. Was rocking her to sleep, and she fell asleep. I was like, "Brilliant, okay, she's fallen asleep." Let's go downstairs. We had some workmen doing some stuff in the outside of the house. Went, was like, "Hey guys, do you guys want a coffee?" They're like, "Yeah, yeah." So I came back into the kitchen and was making myself a tea, then some coffee, and then just out the corner of my ears, I heard this spluttering, and I was like, "Oh shit!" And so I then sprint upstairs to find her, sort of lying in her cot. Just splat, well, not her cot, and her pram, just spluttering to herself. And that's like, pick her up straight away. So she then vomited. I was like, oh, okay, cool. So I just carried her around. And then she kept just vomiting and vomiting and vomiting. She, she vomited, I think, three, four times. At one point, it was such a like explosive vomit that it came through her nose. And babies breathe through their noses. And so she then was struggling to breathe, and I panicked. And so I was just holding her behind her chest and just clasping her back, trying to get it all out through her airways and stuff like that. So she then was obviously really irate and stirred up because she had already been sort of flustered by the fact that she was struggling to breathe. And so I then had to go, like, clear out her nose. <laughs> Just waving condoms at it. So bright, they're bright, they're bright pink, yeah. So I then had to go try and clear out her nose. So it meant that I basically had to squirt water up her nose when she's already pretty pissed off, pretty hard. So it just kept building this kind of frustration. So once I kind of got it out of her nose, I was like, okay, got to go give her a bath. And so this whole time she's like incredibly worked up. She's not kind of calmed down this whole point. So I took her upstairs, kind of filled up the yellow tub, put her in. I was hoping that like the warm water and everything should calm down. She didn't really. So I was like, okay, fuck, let's just get on with this. And then I can redress her and calm her down and everything and, and work, just focus on calming her down once I've done everything. And so I then, I then obviously had to kind of pour water over her face because she had vomit all over her face. It, it just nice. exploded down and through her nose, her mouth and, like bounce back onto her face. So she obviously absolutely hated just having water poured all over her face. So again, more and more irate. And while she was in there, she was flailing about and you managed to nut something. I'm not quite sure what it was that you nutted. So you now have a little Harry Potter mark. I mean, I mean, barely. It's a little. Fine, a very little scab on her forehead from where she decided to. Which, of course, I came home to and was like, what have you done again to her? <laughs> And so eventually everything calmed down. Well, no, even after that, I went through three T-shirts. I went through one in the beginning for the first load of suit, got changed, went through a second, and then after I washed it and everything like that, she threw up on me again. 
And so, yeah, I was on my fourth T-shirt by the time you came home. And then which she, she basically constantly fed for a few hours. She sort of fed, slept, fed, slept, fed, slept. And all that had obviously absolutely exhausted her. Yeah. And so she was then just knocked out. She went straight back to sleep and, and just slept solidly for like an hour and a half until you came home. And then, yeah, just booby and sleep. Yeah. Yeah. She's loving these condoms. So that was that was my. You make your nana proud. My my mum is a sexual health advisor for NHS. Not that she's like, I don't know what else that would mean she was, but yeah. So yeah, that was my that was my low on Thursday. That was quite a quite a traumatic process of being like, oh fuck, this is my fault because I should have fed her slowly, but uh, and I should just focus on one thing at a time, and then being like, oh my gosh, this is really bad. She's not breathing. And then going like, okay, fine. I have to try and clear out her nose. I have to wash her, and then it just, I, it not going right at any turn, basically. And so that was quite. Well, what have we learned? Cortisol inducing. We can't currently work and look after her. No, I think four months. Everyone out there, by the way, four months is quite hard to do proper work and do proper childcare. She doesn't have regimented enough naps that I can plan when I work, and she also kind of is in that annoying stage whereby. She even needs undivided attention or no attention. You can't, like, strategically place attention. She's tripping on your daddy's neck. All down my bare leg. Thank you. So that was my low. Yeah. Do you want to do your low? My low, my low high is a combi. Oh, okay. Do you want to see my high then? So you can give your high, yeah. So my high is um, a bit of... Forgotten her name now, Lizzo. We've been enjoying. Yes. Been enjoying a lot of Lizzo, haven't we, little girl? Specifically, to be loved. Open bracket. Are you ready? Close bracket. Um, that's that's now your theme tune, isn't it? We dance around singing it. Dance around singing it to you. So that's been that's been played a lot this week, pretty much twice a day, every day. Yeah, we don't really sing it very well. We're phenomenal. Dan doesn't understand cadence when it comes to singing, um, and I just can't sing. And also, we just miss out half the words to make it more kiddie song sounding. <laughs> so, she's been enjoying us dancing around to that or dancing with her on that. I like how most people like, raise their kids with, like, you know, playing the nursery rhymes, and we go with Lizzo and waving condoms in their face. <laughs> <laughs> Modern day parenting. So, that's my high. It's been very nice to sort of. I've danced some, and I'm going to create my own little playlist. Baby dancing. I think we should get. I, I do. I'm edging one more to getting like an Alexa or something like that. I do. I do quite like the idea of having like that. Yeah, something's fine. You like Whatever. <laughs> like my phones listen to us anyway. Who gives a shit anymore? I don't think our shit phones listen. To I don't know because when we talk, I then see stuff come on Instagram. They make the money. I was talking about Windows, and then they'll like, get window adverts, and then like all these sorts of things. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think even our shit phones listen to us. Um, okay, so I guess like going into work was a. It's not. It's not even like a high low. It was. It wasn't that extreme, but it was a combi. Like I said, it was just a. It was. It was a lot of things going on that day. And also, what I didn't expect actually from going in was that I would be quite so. Not overwhelmed. It sounds really extreme, but slightly overwhelmed, I suppose, by being around so many people again. Yeah, that was something for me post COVID. Because um, I didn't feel that post COVID, it wasn't bothered by that post COVID, but I guess it's been just been focused on with her, and actually just focused on one person. Even when I go out 
in the streets and focused on her. And sometimes going to front where actually I have, I have to focus actually on a lot of people yeah. again. It, I wasn't like, oh, God, it's too much. It was, it was just sort of like, oh, this is, I'm not used to this actually anymore. And so I guess it's just, again, like most things, it's going to be a readjustment. Um, yes, it's going to be a readjustment. So that was a bit of a weird one, but it also felt really nice being back in work. I, like I liked seeing all my colleagues. That was lovely. Like, oh, hi, how are you doing? Oh, yeah, you know, how's baby? And so having a nice little catch up with everyone because I worked with a lot of lovely people. And so actually I didn't realise I'd missed them actually until I started going. Yeah. So I went back into work. I was like, I don't actually, actually have missed these interactions of you. You don't, you forget because you do them every day. You don't really, you don't really value them actually, I don't think. Yeah. And then I've not really had time to miss them because I've been focused on her. So it wasn't, I didn't realise I was missing it until I went in and was chatting with them. I was like, oh yeah, I like these people. I like they're part of my life. Um, most of the time. Um, so I guess that was a combi highlight. And then I can't remember. This so, might be... so that, well, I'm confused by what aspects of the life. So the, so the overwhelmingness, I suppose, of it. Yeah. You liked it as well. Yeah. You, you realised you missed it and you were glad that you reconnected. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, I can't remember. This might be another high. I might, or I might say it last week. My days and weeks blur. Did I talk about painting and feeding her at the same time last week? Oh, then that's gone. That was one of my highs from last week then. I did feel like a boss, though, doing that. Well, you can talk about it again. It's not like anyone listening to it. No, I just, I feel, I, I definitely feel like I'm getting better at doing things with her now, like combi doing stuff, like certain things I like can breastfeed and do other things, which makes me feel like, oh, that's nice. I'm not just having to sit down and feed her. Yeah. Some things I can't do, but it is nice being able to do that. I'm thinking more about getting one of those like feeding slings. Yeah. Because that'd be that'd be good. Um, so I guess that that's my sort of high lows this week. I have I have enjoyed our our, our dancing singing. She also likes eighties music. We just go talking about. Oh, here's the condoms. Look, these are. I don't know if they're short, if they're ripped or anything, but just. Oh. Other condoms are available. Yeah, we're we're losing our funny. Okay, give me your so funny. Your funny first. You had a joke. He wants to sell me. <laughs> That's so funny, but I just heard a friend that I quite liked. Um, let me try remember it now. Um, what does a deaf gynecologist do? Don't know. They read lips. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just liked that. I thought that was great. Um, um, so that's that's my joke. You're welcome, guys. We're going to a new segment, Bad Joke of the Week. And so do you have a funny or do you want me to do mine? Um, yeah, you do. So I quite enjoy like, choosing her and we were, we were randomly just, because she can now start to try and taste food. So we would, I let her try and taste some of my, um, some of my kiwi. And so she was looking at, and she wasn't quite sure about that. And then you tried to give us a banana <laughs> <laughs> of your um, finger. And she's currently not got, that much head control. So she just opened him up and just nutted it like she tried to swallow the whole finger at once like a shark. But it just stuck to her lip, didn't it? And it just stuck to her lips and you can get it in her mouth with it. But it was just quite funny because it looked like she was a sort of Sea World killer whale coming up to grab the banana. When in fact she wasn't really that interested. Oh, what's also been nice actually this week is that she started doing more tummy time, like pushed up as not teacher. So she's putting on her tummy and if we put her sort of arms underneath her shoulder she'll hold herself up and she's enjoying that a lot more 
She's not a baby that likes being laid down, either front facing or on her back. She loves being sat up because you're just a nosy Nelly, aren't you? You want to see the world. You want to see the world. You want to watch people. You're like, Mama, like staring at people. As my family would say, I'm a bit of a stirrer. <laughs> um, my funny is also a sketch hat. So. All right. Do you do the intro noise? Sketch hat. Um, so yeah, my funny thing is actually not real. It's a dream. But I, yeah, a dream. We live the dream. Um, <laughs> which I which I quite enjoyed. So basically, I was having a dream. I can't remember most of it, as you, as, as the way with most dreams. But we were in bed. You were sat up at the lean against the headboard, just you know, in bed. I was at the other end, changing her nappy but she was sort of arse facing towards you. And then her nappy wasn't off yet. I was just sort of getting her clothes off. And then sort of like this poo started sort of fountaining out the side of her nappy, but it wasn't like normal poo. It looked almost like sick. It's like a beige color, nice. like a sort of like porridgey beige, sort of plopping and fountaining out. And I was like, oh, <laughs> a big one. You were, and you were sort of laughing, like enjoy. And sort of opened her nappy, you know, pulled it down. I sort of like bent her legs back to give her a wipe. And as I did that, she shot shit out and it hit you in the face. <laughs> and so she shot at the whole length of the, like, the bed, gone all down the headboard, all over. But for some reason, you hadn't realised it was on your face in the dream. <laughs> you're just carrying on. And you're like, oh God, I was looking at the headboard, and like, God, that's, that's a lot. And I was just like, it's all over your face. Don't, can't you see, can't you feel that poo on your face? Like the sicky poo. And you were just, yeah. And she just looked, when she looked back at her and she looked really proud of herself. And I was like, I also thought it was really funny on the weekend how disgusted your mum was at the idea of us swearing around her. And then we were joking, I think we were really funny if her first word was cunt. <laughs> uh, oh, Bobby, you're playing with the mic. Come on now. You're trying to be professional here. Okay. There you go. So this is from Lynn's on Twitter now, X. No, X, formerly Twitter, sorry. Preschool teacher here. Once had a kiddo messing around with his chair at lunch in an unsafe way. So after warnings, I took it away. He silently sat on the floor and a few minutes later looked at me with a shit-eating grin and went, I pooped. Most <laughs> horrific, massive blowout ever from Spike. Imagine that. Spiteful oh, oh, I can totally imagine that. <laughs> so this is Alicia. And we were driving from Minnesota to Wisconsin and had literally just stopped at West Stocks. We got back in the car and within minutes, my cousin, who was sitting in the back with baby, said, um, I think he poops. So next exit, we get off and stop at a gas station. Since I just changed him, I grabbed a diaper from the white side of the diaper bag scooped the baby up and ran into the gas station. I got into the bathroom, laid him down on the changing table, and he was covered, neck to toe. I peeled off his jumper and threw it in the trash, started wiping and realised this was not going to be sufficient. I stuck it in the sink and started panicking about what to do next. I had a diaper in the teens, so taking him back in the teens. Don't know what that was. No. I had a diaper, but it was in the teens. She was taking back the car mostly naked. Oh, it was in the temperature, was in the teens. I had a diaper, but it was in the teens. So taking back the car mostly naked wasn't ideal. Oh, they're talking about um, Fahrenheit, aren't they? 
I have a diaper, but it was in the teens, so taking him back to the car, mostly naked, wasn't ideal. Luckily, a very nice woman asked if there was anything she could do to help. So I described our car and asked her to go tell my husband that I needed the diaper bag. She walked out and found him, standing outside the ladies' room. I took so long he got worried. That story has been dubbed by my cousin. The time the baby pooped his socks. <laughs> Yeah, we're getting got squirmy, Bubba. Yeah. Adios. Latest potatoes. Oh, next week we can update on recording food. Oh, What's yeah. that being? Fantastic. Um, watch out for that. Bye. Hi, my lovelies. Thank you for listening. Can you please like, review, and subscribe to our podcast? Mm-hmm.